Hey, what's up, sinners and choosers? Welcome to Choose Your Own Religion. My name is Joe. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. My guest today is Brendan Cooney. He's a comedian now here in LA. I'm already behind schedule, so I'm just throwing this intro out there and uh, putting it out into the world. That's pretty much it. I like this episode. I like Brendan. Anyway, go to chooseyourownreligion.com for old episodes. Uh, leave a rating or review on iTunes if you dig it. And I uh, hope you dig it. Please give it up for Brendan Cooney. Allow the soothing music and uplifting affirmations to center your heart and mind in an awareness of God's love. Wake up, my dear sinners. Wake up from your deep rest. Won't you say your prayers and know that you are blessed? I love you, oh, but Jesus loves you the best. And I hope that you choose your own religion. You good? Justin? Yeah, I think so. Is that good? In? Yeah, it's great. Good. A lot of people kind of keep it like farther away, and that's not, not the recommended practice. I know, because I've done this a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. And- I know, like you're, and a lot of people have equipment where it's like they got. That's not that great, you know. So right, like, right. I always just assume you got to be as like close. And then I also not very loud. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a soft talker, you know. Yeah, you are. You have a you have a very mild mannered. Wait, I was actually surprised because you posted something the other day about you getting into like fights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you exaggerated. don't strike me as a fight person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fought. I got into a lot of fights. In Boston, yeah. There's, you know what a townie is, right? A townie, yeah. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of townies, and the cheap housing is right next to the townies. Uh huh. So I'd be drinking, and I would get into like fights with them, you know. <laughs> like, oh my! Like about what? Just a random townie shit? Yeah, I mean, well, one time, uh, I, this actually didn't end up in a fight, but one time during Halloween, I was dressed as Thomas Jefferson, uh-huh. and I was drunk, so I was peeing in their yard. <laughs> and they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, what, oh, what does it look like I'm doing? <laughs> you know, like, and that's sort of like we're pushing. But Yeah, so that one's, that one's on you. I, yeah, that was definitely me that started that one. But it was just like, you know, they would either like jump a friend or, you know, yell at me or I don't even know. Some of them I was so drunk that I'm not really sure how they started. You know? <laughs> Wait, did you grow up in the Boston area? No, I went to school there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Arlington, Virginia. Oh yeah, the uh, that that's basically DC, right? Kind of. Yeah, it's, it's like, right outside DC. It's like yeah. DC light. It's yeah. very political area. Yeah, liberal. Sure. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of government worker type people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. My my folks worked in nonprofit anti hunger, but a lot of they're kind of like bleeding heart liberals, and so am I. And pretty much every way there is. Sure, sure. And that's uh, you, I was. Uh, when I asked you to do a podcast, I didn't know what you were, but you told me you were growing up Unitarian, which yeah. lines up with that. Oh yeah, pretty yeah. well. Uh, what kind? Of, so it's like, are there multiple kinds of Unitarians? Are they all like under the Unitarian Universalist branch? Or yeah, that's a good question. I always I've wondered that, but I've not been interested enough to like get a definitive <laughs> answer on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think at one point there was Unitarian, and there maybe was Universalist, and then like they group together but i know the big one the one that most like if you're like 
one of them. You're Unitarian Universalist. Right. Because that's what all the churches are. Right. Yeah. That, like, that's the one in Pasadena that I've gone to. Oh, you went there? There's one that's neighborhood or whatever. It's nice. Yeah. Really nice. I think there was a dude in Rhode Island who started it, I think. It sounds right. And he was, like, yeah. a real, like, free thinker for the time. It was, like, a long time ago, right? Yeah. Like, I think, uh, was my was Ralph Waldo Emerson one, or was he just, like, later associated as, like... Like I think the transcendentalists were yeah. somehow associated. It with wouldn't that. surprise me if they were connected, but yeah. I yeah I don't know. But it was a long time ago. It was like I don't know. I can't remember. I, I don't remember yeah. the facts. Yeah, because I feel like one of the I've been to like two Unitarian services, and I feel like one time they literally read something from Walden or something. Like they read like an actual piece about oh like they were talking about like the beauty of nature or something like Henry like that. David Thoreau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my parents were really into that guy, so maybe he was too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it makes sense. So you're like raised as a Unitarian. Like, you're go- did you go to church like every week? Yeah, when I was a kid, for sure. I mean, so I was. Yeah, they would from maybe like I don't know five and up. I went to the Unitarian church. My parents were really into the minister there, but then that guy left, and uh, my dad stopped going, and then. I got older. I didn't want to wake up on Sunday, so I stopped going. <laughs> and sure. then my mom, I think she went there a few times by herself, and then she was like, well. Nobody else is going. <laughs> yeah, so I might as well leave. Not, yeah. Wait, how old were you when you stopped? I don't know the specific age, but I think I was probably like, I don't know, 15 or 16. Because I definitely, we I stayed up until the point where we had a sex class. Mm-hmm. I think that was like ninth grade. So how old are you in ninth grade? Uh, 14. 14 so yeah somewhere around there so you got the sex wait what's what's in unitarian sex class everything you yeah. know like it, the, the unitarian church there's no like uh <laughs> there's no there's no rules to be broken you know so like people would be like you would <laughs> oh write God. that a thing where you like write questions and stuff like, yeah and then they would answer it at the end so people were like you know how do you have anal sex and like some serious questions like that wow and, yeah would they answer yeah, yeah, they're all about it. Like, wow, and it was people's parents too. Oh for the my. most part, and my mom taught a sex class, not mine, but I remember she like, uh, wow, she would get mad at this one kid because he would write joke questions, <laughs> and everyone knew it was him. And it, it wasn't you, or you no, just you, no. You I think I probably wrote. Yeah, I, I probably wrote joke questions, but she wasn't my teacher. She was like oh. a teacher for another class. Yeah, thank God. Wait, is yeah. there a chance you were going to have to learn from your mom? Is that like no? Because the they make it they make it so that your parents don't teach the class. <laughs> They're like, so it's up. not creepy and weird. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, that would be a weird church. Although we do, I mean, theoretically, we want our parents. They're the ones supposed to be teaching us. That's true. We yeah, don't want that, we don't want that much depth. Yeah, I want some light brushing of the the birds and the bees. Yeah, I don't need. They can help me, but I wouldn't want to like see them help. Other people was about sex questions. It would be weird to hear your mom talk about. Yeah, yeah I don't want that kind of stuff. I don't want my mom teaching like a BDSM course. <laughs> you know, that yeah. Would be, um, but they had that kind of. They like. I don't know if we had. They talked about BDSM, but they talked about like, uh, uh, like dominance and submission stuff. No, but just like all kinds of any kind of sex thing that you could think of. And I remember there was a guy that came in who was in a wheelchair and talked about having sex in a wheelchair. Not to equate that with BDSM, but I'm there was like pictures and of like uh-huh. people on ramps and stuff. And <laughs> so I, they talked about everything. I'm picturing like the teacher is just like standing in front, like 
just like daring anybody to challenge them with a sex question that they don't know, like some kind of like a uh, Watson Damn. for uh, yeah. sex education. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in the Unitarian Church is like real good at fucking. <laughs> just like to ask me, I know. He's just like you can't be stumped. I know everything. <laughs> um, and one one thing. So you were going. I mean, were you like growing up? Were you going to like youth group and like Sunday school? What what is what is yeah. Sunday school? Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday. It, it is Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, what the way the Unitarian Church works is there's a service where they, uh, you know, I don't really remember to be honest with you what they mm-hmm. do in the service. Sometimes they tell stories, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then after service, there's Sunday school. Okay. So Sunday school is like uh, talking about religion and what people different religions think and mm-hmm. all different kinds of religions. I think for the most part, I think like in the beginning. It's like mainly Christian ideas, and then as it goes along, you learn there's specific years where you learn about all different kinds of religions. We would visit other churches, and and then like you know fun kid stuff, right? Yeah, like doodles and uh, yeah parties. And while you're doing that, while the kids are doing that, the adults are still going through like another service or whatever. They're I fucking. Guess. <laughs> yeah, they're the kids I got to learn for the class when they teach us. That's right. <laughs> it's making it sound so much creepier than it, than it really is. Um, probably. <laughs> probably. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, and so you had this dynamic. I mean, do you remember like the pastor being particularly like dynamic or? I mean, the guy that my dad liked and my mom, like he didn't really do the sermons for that was like what the adults listened to. So I never really got to hear one of his sermons. Gotcha. When kids were up there, it was mainly like singing or like event stuff or like Mm -hmm. little plays and stuff like that. So there wasn't really, they didn't really get deep with the kids. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, but I I do think that like, because I am like super liberal and, uh, have these like I don't know open-minded views. Maybe it does have something to do with them sort of beating it in your head. Oh, the interior church, kid, you know? Yeah, to I'm, like treat people well or whatever. Do you think that's like the main impact it's had on you, like your your politics? I mean, has it impacted you in any other way? You can tell. Like, do you have? You don't seem to be have that much religious baggage or anything like that. No. Or like, <laughs> no. yeah, I mean, I don't have any bag. I don't have like any baggage from religion. Yeah, because and because it's not that strict. It's just a really like laid back thing. I don't, I I don't, I think the Unitarian church is a nice place, but I don't take it seriously. Right. Being like anti Unitarian is sort of like being against yourself in a way. Yeah. I mean, the main message of Unitarianism is that you can believe whatever you want to believe. So you could be like a Satan worshiper, or like right. a Muslim or Jewish or uh, Mormon or anything. And still be a Unitarian if you wanted to go to that church. Have you uh, have you worshipped Satan at all? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. No, I mean, if yeah. he if I find out that that could get me more on more shows. Yeah, I, I did hear. Rec- I want to explore more in the Satanism. I actually want to have a Satanist on the show because I I hear it. It's actually misconception where it's they're more kind of like almost anarcho atheists or something. Oh. Like they're really atheists, but they're using. They're celib- they're like using the rituals of Satanism to sort of like, I don't know if it's mock religion directly. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. I'm just no. It's not. It's, I don't think it's as much of a direct like they believe that they're yeah. a, an evil being that's the Lord of the underworld. 
type yeah, shit going on. I, I get that. I I think that's probably more accurate. I'm guessing from what I like, the, the small amount I've gleaned from seeing it. Yeah. In articles and on TV. So your your parents haven't gone back to any church or anything? No, no, no they haven't gone to church since I was a kid. And that, my dad was raised Catholic, and my uncle's a priest. Mm-hmm. So, and then my mom was just not my 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 mom's family has never been religious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that maybe they wanted me to go to church because maybe my dad thought church was good. You know, sure, <laughs> you know, yeah, like an, an Unitarian fit with their beliefs, but. I don't really know why. I've never really talked to them about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it because it's like a sore subject or just because it doesn't even... No, it just never comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys celebrate any holidays or anything? Yeah, normal holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Easter, well, Easter. So yeah. you do. So you celebrate the Christian holiday, but more out of just tri- time of the year, not really about anything. Yeah. To- I mean, I, I maybe I'm sheltered, but I like, you know, I, did you sh- celebrate that stuff too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I don't know, even like... I never even knew really uh, until like older that Easter was a religious holiday. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, I probably knew, but I never thought about it. Oh well, the the Easter the religious stuff was way put into me. My dad's a Presbyterian minister, so oh, I was okay. like super <laughs> super into the Christian part of uh, of Easter and Christmas. Also, I mean, as a kid, I was more into the getting free shit part of those. But yeah, we were very aware of the. I the, wasn't. I mean, I knew th- I knew at some point that Jesus. It has that Jesus had risen, <laughs> but I remember like the Easter eggs and I think I got candy and toys Yeah, when I would find the eggs. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so you don't, was it ever, I mean, what is, what did, what did you just, you said you stopped going just cause you didn't like have a really, you just kind of didn't want to wake up on Sundays or whatever. Yeah. So you've never, you, have you always been like an atheist or do you have any kind of like belief or. That's a good question. I I think that uh, I'm not necessarily an atheist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think probably there is no God. Yeah, you know, and I sure. I mean, I hope there is. I hope there's a heaven, mm-hmm. and that we can go there, and you know, and that I'm in it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. that I, I. Yeah, definitely, Joe. <laughs> <I> <laughs> me hope you're specifically. In it. Yeah, and also me. But uh, <laughs> you know, I think most likely it's probably not real. But then sometimes I I think about it. I'm like, there is maybe a chance but seems unlikely yeah yeah i mean i yeah i definitely don't don't think there's like a a being that's Uh anything resembling us like if there is a supernatural being i i think it's pure like it's such an obvious like anthro what am i trying to say like human centric view of the world i think it's anthrocentric i don't know again using terms i don't know (laughs) but like his two for historical humans is just we've created god in our own image like which is literally one of the things god says not to do is like you you shouldn't (laughs) create false idols but the idea of picturing god as a dude in the sky is a false idol like in and of itself because it's creating this like it's putting this image of what you think the divine is and it's like oh yeah it's like us it's like a good version of us yeah hopefully it's something that we i mean can't really understand or comprehend because they're God, you know, that wouldn't, it'd be a waste of an opportunity yeah. if it wasn't something fucking awesome. Right. Yeah. And then also just like if, if God was human like, or, you know, then that opens up all the questions of like, why all this, how could he explain all the bad things that happen? Oh yeah. Then it, which if, is another right. wormhole. All right. And I've written off that, you know, it used to bother me more when I was a Christian, like the problem of evil, like why would, 
if God's so powerful and all knowing and he loves us and why, you know, why does bad shit happen to good people all yeah. the time? So that question goes away when you don't, <laughs> when you're like, oh, I don't think God's gonna, I'm not going to meet God as a man to man situation or man to God situation. But if he, if I did, I'd be like, yeah, what the fuck, man? Yeah. I still like, will pray though. If like, I'm like late, I'm like, please let me be on time. Or oh, like, really? You know, like, please let this set go well. <laughs> like, please, you're praying to like a, a... I don't know what I'm praying to. Yes, yeah, a general... I get, yeah, any a God hoping that it will come through. That's like my go-to. Yeah. Is like, oh, please. But, but I don't necessarily know if it... When it when it does happen, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Do you ever add in the caveat? Like, if you're real, if you're out there, God, let this happen. Like... Every sometimes I do that. Like when I, those are my dire prayers because I do the same thing of like you know general like oh thank you thank you thank you whatever. But then sometimes I'm like my most uh, dire straits. I'm like if you're real, you know I'm sorry for not believing in you, but <laughs> please make this happen. I don't think it works. No, I've never. I don't think I ever say that if you're a real thing. I don't know why I don't. That seems like a normal thing to think. It doesn't get yeah. you any higher up in the queue, so I yeah. wouldn't necessarily <laughs> I uh, recommend it. <laughs> If I when I do it, maybe I'm like I'm not gonna ask this guy if he's real. Like, <laughs> That's just I probably just pissed him off or her off. Like, like, I thought you were. <laughs> I thought you thought I was real this whole time. Yeah, we're even calling in the question. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what? How do you? How do you deal with like? Or how do you cope with the problem of evil without a god? It's just like, are you just resigned that there's bad shit that happens in the world? Or I mean, um. Well, I I see. I don't really think that God, whether God is here or not, with evil with evil affects me. I think maybe I'm a little bit more selfish, and I think about if there is no God, or if there's no heaven, then you know it's all going to end at some point, and that kind of scares me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't necessarily think like there needs to be a God to protect me from bad things happening or evil. I, I think I maybe have some sort of faith in humanity that, or just like stuff going on. Cause, cause you know, when you're like a white guy and <laughs> you've had everything handed to you yeah. and I don't know, maybe other people feel the same way who aren't white, but like, you kind of feel like, all right, well, everything's going to be okay. Right. That the- probably makes, <laughs> that sounds, makes me sound awful. Which, but, no, but that's what, like, that's how other people used to, interpret as the lord will provide you know god will provide but you can you can have a faith that things will work out yeah and that's like i guess a general optimism yeah i think i have a general optimism uh and i but then also like pessimism is weird like i think i have both i sort of think that i maybe think maybe my optimism is like yeah it's not gonna work out but that's okay (laughs) yeah yeah. so some form of okayness in that I don't know. It's like a joyful nihilism almost. Maybe, but I don't, I'd like with, it's not that I don't care. And I hate, I hate people that act like they don't care. Oh the yeah. Nihilist thing. Like where they're just like nihilist. I hate it in comedy. Like when you got people <laughs> just making jokes where they're like, they're fucking like, uh, it seems like the joke is that they don't care. Yeah. Oh, I hate that so much. There's so much ironic detachment out there. It's, yeah. we, we see it all the time in stand up, but we see it. In general, but I do think that's like a coping mechanism for a lot of people who don't have religion. I mean, I don't like obviously there's a lot of people who don't have religion that don't have that, but I think that's something that a lot of people they just feel this absence and of any kind of meaning, 
and they're just like sort of resigned to it and it's so much and also you know from a comedy standpoint it's so easy to just be ironically detached because if you care too much about what you're saying then when it bombs it it's like worse than you're like oh if i don't care about it then i don't fucking care about yeah. it but um but yeah so did you when did you start comedy i started comedy in virginia i think like 2000 i mean like i didn't really i wasn't really serious about it but i think that probably the first time i did it was like 2011 mm-hmm. what made you want to get into it my buddy signed me up for an open mic at this bar and I just did it and I invited all my friends and because they were there, I did well. Oh, really? Yeah. And then and then what made you go back a second time? I mean, I just was like, I did so well in front of my friends, I just kept going to that bar and then I started hosting that open mic and I would do like a, an occasional show and they paid me to do it. Mm-hmm. So I did that and then I like would go out like in different places in Virginia and DC mm-hmm. and Maryland, kind of like what I do now, but just not seriously. Sure, yeah. And then did you move out to LA to 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 take it seriously or? Yeah, I mean, my best friend wanted to move out to LA. Mm-hmm. A rapper told him that he should move out to LA. <laughs> a rapper. Yeah, a rapper. His name is Mister Liff. That's the rapper's probably, name. Yeah, yeah. The rapper's name. Yeah, not my friend. <laughs> I have weird friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so your friend went out, and then yeah. So my well, my friend, he was like, "We should go." And I hated my well, I didn't hate my job, but I didn't like my job, <laughs> and I wanted to do stand up. So I was like, "Oh, we'll go out there." And, we'll, and so we moved out to L.A. And I got out here, and I didn't really take it seriously the first year or two out here either. But then eventually, I just started doing it every night. And yeah, yeah. yeah. What um. What is it about stand up that you really you love doing? Uh I don't know. I just it's one of those things where I was better at it faster than other things. Like, I think most of the time with me, like I would try something and I'd be like, oh, suck at this. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like I'm so bad. <laughs> right. So bad at math and <laughs> like <laughs> science and all the everything I've ever tried. Uh-huh. And then stand up was like I was better at it quicker. Yeah, you know, and I always, I always like joking around. I was always like the funny guy, so that just, uh, it seemed like the natural thing to do. Plus, I like stand up. That's cool. Um, have you? How do you like doing? How, how's the stand up scene compared to the one in uh, like DC area? The DC one is good now. It was it was okay back then too, but that and like there's more show. There's like more shows you can get on easily, uh-huh. especially if you're from there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably less mics. And you probably can't get up like you can here, but I don't really know because I've been out of it for so long. But it's a good scene. Yeah, so you can like actually get in front of like audience members more, maybe more regularly. I think I can probably yeah if I went home and I'm not even that checked into the scene there, but you know I have a few buddies and I can just message them and they tell me who to hit up. Cool. Yeah. Is there anything? Um. So I mean, is there any aspect of stand up? I'm I'm only curious because I used to. I guess I still feel this way. Um. I think there's like a really cool stuff going on with stand, like just the idea, the art form of stand up in itself as this not to get, I mean, people can get so fucking, uh, I can get so fucking like hoity toity or hiding, like, uh, putting it on as pedestal as like this truth speaking <laughs> thing. Do you view sure. it that way at all? Or is it, or are you more of a cynic toward, cause some people are totally the opposite cynical. Like, Oh, it's all just like tricking brains and like mm. surprises and uh it's pure entertainment i mean how do you view it i think it? it's probably uh you know it depends on who's doing it it can be any of those things <laughs> yeah but like with me 
uh, when I do stand up, I am trying to make jokes and like, you know, that kind of thing. But even when I do that, I feel like some of my like absurd jokes that I make, even when I'm not even thinking about it, still have a point, you know, like yeah. they have some part, some part of what I think about the world and my political views will come out in these jokes, even if it's not necessarily clear. Now I might just be saying that and thinking that because I want to make myself feel better. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I got like a hidden <laughs> message for people. But I really do think that like, I, like I'll look at my jokes and I'm like, all right, well this joke, I'm clearly saying that like abortion is okay. Even though I don't really say that. Right. Or, right. Like that kind of thing. Like, yeah. yeah, we're just like, a lot of times we're just, um, copying the things that come across our brain more than endorsing them. At least I do sometimes in terms of like, if I, I don't know what your, what does your writing process look like? Uh, you know, like throughout the day I'll see something or something will happen that I think is funny and then I'll say it out loud or I'll say it to my roommates and then I'll be like, okay, maybe that'll be a joke. Uh-huh. Or sometimes I'll sit down and try and write, but it it depends. It's like a mixture of those things. Do you ever wonder, not necessarily where jokes come from, but more generally about creativity, like where creativity comes from like what drives like i don't know what like why do i i mean whether i guess a painting could be something like oh i see a you know a painting of a mountain i want to try to emulate that picture of a mountain but then sometimes you're like oh i want to i have a take on like you know artists will take a, a totally different direction with their interpretation or view of stuff but it's i mean it's all coming from somewhere and it doesn't seem i guess it's somewhere in our brain it's a, but it's like also unconscious and it seems like i'm better at doing it when i'm not really using my brain i sort of have, i'm shut off mm. i mean what do you <laughs> what are your thoughts on all of that where it comes from uh i think like it, it probably comes from a lot of different places like motivation um genetics like where your family is from how your parent how your parents are mm-hmm. and like growing up and different kind of things that happen to you i think like uh, I'm trying to think. Like I, I mean, even being just Irish, I think there's some there's something there. There's like a tradition there, mm-hmm. or just like and like the stereotype of like depression, making you like think about things that are funny because mm-hmm. you're just like, oh fuck, <laughs> I, gotta, you know, yeah, I yeah. gotta make a joke about this kind of thing. Yeah, so you're like a materialist in the sense of like it's all there's nothing supernatural happening with the creativity. It's all like based on we we can find the trace of like all elements of everything that goes into it. I yeah, I don't know. Maybe I mean you probably can't find everything that goes into it. There there could be some sort of like inspiration. And I know that like there are people that uh do certain things to make them creative like uh all these like uh different help self-help books have different sure, ways yeah. and stuff. And I don't know some of them is as probably I mean if they if it didn't help some people, then they wouldn't be around. And there's all the, and like, I, <laughs> yeah. I've just heard people talk about different kind of strategies for creativity. And I'm sure that, that, that helps some people. And like, I don't know, but you don't have, you don't strike me as somebody who has like a muse or anything. <laughs> I wish I did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have, I think somebody who has a muse is probably either somebody who is really successful and like tries super hard and like has made it and like they know like they just try everything or they're just like a crazy person who's like <laughs> <laughs> my muse yeah fucking up yeah um that's interesting i'm I'm curious too about so you have a very like we said you're a, you're a low talker 
Yeah. Um, very even keel sort of person, like very even keel, like very just like you, you strike me as somebody who doesn't get rattled or at least outwardly express it very much. Do you, are you like the, are you fucking like rock star meditator and like just hiding it from everybody? Uh, I mean, I definitely have some anger issues. Really? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like if you ask my girlfriend, she'll tell you about it. I mean, like I blew up at my roommate the other day. Really? Yeah. She, uh, she asked us to like, we we're, we we're drunk and we we're at our house uh-huh. and she came home and she, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't even say this anymore. I don't care. But, uh, so she came home and she started like yelling. She's like, you're in my spot. Cause we, me, it goes in her spot. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was like, well, we're both drunk. I can't move the car. Can, can <laughs> you like park on the street? And she's like, I'm leaving tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, can you move the car? You know? And which I understand that's annoying that yeah, we're yeah. in the spot, but I didn't, it's not my car. Right. Blah, blah, blah. I, if it were me, I would have been like, Hey, you're in my spot. It's annoying. Can you move it? But anyway, she's like being a bitch the whole time. So then she moves the car and then she comes back up the driveway and Mieko's outside my girlfriend and she she takes Mieko's keys and drops them on the floor in front of her oh fuck. and then Mieko's like comes and she's like she dropped my keys in front of me <laughs> so <laughs> I just blew up I was like you I sent her a text like have you lost your mind <laughs> you know oh man and like, I started yelling at her I was like you've she's like I didn't draw I didn't even see Mieko I'm like whatever and I was like don't even talk to me you know just yelling at her but yeah. I, I'm definitely capable of that kind of like I, even if like if I come, if I like lose my hat or something like that, <laughs> I'm like one of those people that, you know, that you gotta, and I try to talk myself down from it, yeah. but I'm just like, where's my hat? Where's my hat? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she's, my girlfriend's like afraid, like, oh God, I hope he finds his hat kind of thing. Really? Cause he, my dad is similar to that. I mean, my dad has anger, anger stuff like that, but not over different things than that kind of thing. And how do you feel like, I mean, how do you feel now it's like in the next day? Like, how do you feel about your own? your own anger. How often do you say, do you think your anger is like justified? Like, right. Like I, I think there's some, there's some righteous anger that's like well-placed. That's true. Sure. You're like, Oh no, I'm be- my boundaries are being violated or whatever. Yeah. With the roommate thing, I didn't feel bad about that at all. And I don't <laughs> think Mieko felt bad. I think she, yeah. we both sort of agree that that, that was coming. But uh, I do, I mean like I get flustered with things like uh, if I can't find something or if I'm late, you know, and I get kind of like, I don't know. I'm I'm unable to like just be chill about things like that. Like I'll be like, if somebody's trying to talk to me while I'm in a hurry, I'll, I'll you know, I'll show them the dark side. Of running <laughs> the dark side. <laughs> but not like nothing terrible, but I definitely, I mean, I always, I'm always surprised that people think I'm so even keel or like laid back. Because I, I mean, when I do express anger, people are like, so shocked by it sometimes i'm like oh man you know i'm like, like well, a, isn't that what everybody's like you pissed me off it's like, it's like a zero to 60 type thing i guess that maybe is it a lot of some of it is like if somebody it would take a lot to, for me to really be pissed off at somebody mm. so and then you yeah. start wailing on townies yeah exactly. <laughs> i haven't i wouldn't fight now unless there's some like crazy reason but yeah uh would you ever to pivot back to religion for a sec um i mean would you ever would you ever raise your kids religious have you ever thought about that do you want to have kids yeah i want to have kids um i have i haven't given it a whole lot of thought but you know i don't think it would be a bad thing to raise them unitarian Mm -hmm. um sometimes i'll think about is there like a secret weapon to being religious 
you know? What do you mean? I don't know. Is it is it like a key to success? Could it oh, help? Oh, yeah. You know, if you like are really, or, you know. Yeah, I think there might be something to, well, there, I think there could be a lot of things going on with with religion and that does seem like there's a lot of successful religious people. I will say that. Yeah. I think part of it is there, if you're practicing religion, a lot of them, most of them require you to have some kind of discipline as a part of that practice. So you're getting, theoretically you're doing good habit. You're just, even the act of doing habits makes it sort of programized and makes your life more efficient that way. And sort of ritualized. And I mean, it's really trying to, uh, have a, a regimented form of like contacting, giving, getting a spiritual sense, um, I think is what religion's trying to do. And so, yeah, I guess you would probably, I think I see a lot of that, like it carries over to the rest of their, their lives. And it's also, you know, you have like a community of like-minded people of other disciplined folks that you can network yeah. with and, and connect with and whatnot. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's something that do you have, do you, wish you were like more disciplined or you disciplined person. Yeah, no, I wish, I definitely wish I was more disciplined. You know, I think that would be helpful. I don't know if religion would, I think I'd probably be like the same kind of, you know, Christian or Unitarian that I am a normal person. (laughs) I I continue on with my lazy, like Uh activity life that, uh, that I have now. So, but then, but you'd have to dress up once a week. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to dress up and, and do that. I, don't, I mean, religious people do. A lot of them do seem very happy. Like the nice people, the nice religious people that you meet, yeah. who aren't like insane, yeah. you know, crazy, like crazy religious people. But like, in most of the time, that you won't meet those people. I think, yeah, you'll meet like the normal guy who's just like, or people that are really into church, and they'll seem happy, and you'll be like, man, maybe that's, a, maybe that's it. But do you probably think, not it do you, <laughs> for, me, for me. Yeah, I mean, do you do you run into that a lot? Where you, I mean, how often? For me, a lot of like old coworkers of mine have been like really religious, and they do seem happier. I think that uh, for the, I mean, when I was thinking of, I was thinking of more of like my friends' parents who are religious, mm-hmm. and less people our age. But and I mean, people our age aren't even like it's weird they won't even talk about it. You know, yeah. I mean, you never really know what people. I you know like you know Haiti, he goes to church. Oh really? Yeah, he's like Catholic or something. Wow, he's going to church. But I think can't be he can't be really serious. About that. <laughs> no. I don't know. But uh, I don't. I like think about like uh, Rachel Mack is or is right. or was religious and yeah, she's still a Christian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless I talk to her. It's, and I I met their roommates and they're Christian. Right. And they seem really nice. Yeah, but, but by and large, I mean, I it's weird. I guess especially in L.A. and in the entertainment industry, I just assume everybody I meet is like an atheist. <laughs> like, yeah, some me kind too. of like yeah. agnostic atheist. Like, maybe they have some kind of spiritual shit going on. Um, I always feel, I honestly feel bad for a lot of those young Christians, especially ones that I know are more on the liberal side. Cause I must imagine it must be like frustrating to not be able to talk to like anybody about like, you, cause do them just because <laughs> they have to assume most people they meet their age are just not into Christianity or whatever it is at all. Yeah. And I, and I always wonder about that because my friend's parents, the ones I'm, I know a few of them are religious, but one of the ones I was thinking of that are Baptist. They're very liberal people, and when I went to their church, uh, I get the feeling that their church was pretty liberal, even though it was Baptist. You know, mm-hmm. it's fun. And then, oh, but more less than less than a liberal thing, more like people are just like not talking about politics at all. Right. You right. know, just never apolitical, yeah. completely apolitical. Um, and then I, w- I went to a religious camp once that was a Baptist camp with my buddy, and the first time we went there, 
it was just fun. You know, we, there was Bible study, but it was really just the same as Unitarian Church. Mm-hmm. And then the second time we went there, it got super religious, and it was weird. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, the year, basically, like, the year you went, the first time, it was, like, they were still keeping it very high concept, like, Yeah, it just seemed like a basic. summer camp. And then the only, they would slip in the Bible study, but Bible study was just, it, I'd feel like it's, the stories that you would hear in, like, a Christian Bible study are probably the same exact things you'd hear any other church same kind of stories. A lot of times. I mean, there is some selective, uh, you know, selective picking and choosing if you, depending on what uh, message or what kind of uh, branding you're trying to get across. Of yeah. Your, yeah. Especially true. if you have a political bent. Um, do you have a, I think, I, don't, I can't remember if you said this earlier, but do you have like a spiritual side at all? Do you, do you even believe in spirituality? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Like, do you, do you, do you think spirituality is just a bullshit sort of concept in and of itself? Or do you, or do you have any, do you have a practice, any kind of spiritual practices yourself? Yeah. Yeah, No, I don't have spiritual practices, but I don't think that is BS. Okay. Yeah. I don't, uh, I mean, people that I've respected have been, have looked for, you know, that kind of like answers in spirituality, um, uh, and I think that like even just like I don't know Eastern medicine, the some of the success with Eastern medicine that people have mentioned to me, maybe that has something to do with spirituality. Like, I mean, I don't I don't know enough about it, but you know, like acupuncture works. I mean, it seems to work. Wait, does it? I think so. I and mean, people would get it enough. I know a woman who has terrible back problems. Yeah, and and like nothing worked, but acupuncture works. Really. Her. Um, and then like chi and that kind of like when people are doing the chi thing, yeah. I buy into that. I buy into certain, I don't know what causes it, but I think like, I don't know. I, th- I definitely think looking into the, those kind of things are interesting. I'm definitely more drawn to Eastern forms of spirituality in yeah. general. And maybe it's cause I, you know, we grew up with, uh, Western style and like, I already know all, all its old tricks and I know the, the ways it like where it's coming from and it's harder it seems to be, I don't think it actually, I think you can have a lot of Christian ideals and not believe in Christ as a person. Like you could even believe sure. it didn't exist and you can believe so much of what, um, is awesome about Christianity when it is taken at its, its best case. But then it seems like with Eastern philosophies and Eastern religions, it seems less about belief. But then on the other hand, now I'm thinking about it. Like you do kind of have to believe in like a chi being like this, quasi external force yeah <laughs> so there is it's weird that i automatically believe that <laughs> like i don't i've never tried it i think it's a lack of like, it makes sense to me yeah I, I think there's like a it is i don't know if it's baggage but it's like uh it's a subtle i just don't have any yeah more open to anything that's like cool and foreign sounding or something yeah that's i mean that's probably part of it but i think that just from hearing people talk about it and knowing people that you know uh it helps, uh, then I'm, I'm more likely to, uh, believe in it. Whereas like the, I don't know what, it, what isn't it? Uh, what is Western spirituality? What's like an example of that? Oh, just Christianity. I but, mean, but like but in, yeah, in terms of Western, just like religion. Spiritual, in general, uh, yeah. So talking more Western religion, but in terms of a Western spirituality being like, 
the way Christianity views spirituality, which would be as a way to connect with God above or as okay. a way to like be in touch with like having a relationship with Jesus or as a way to um, that kind of more, it seems like almost more directly entangled with religion when I think of it in a Western sense, because it, it almost has to be Judeo Christian um, in some degree. Be, okay. For me, for now, nowadays, of course we have co-opted so much Eastern spirituality and mixed it in with like our current here in America. Like it's a lot of it's blended in between if you don't, if you're not a Christian, but I think we get, I get confused because I understand like, so Christian spirituality would be like, uh, I talk to God every day kind of thing or like, well, if I think we, if we take the, the definition of spirituality as being something that makes you step outside your ego or realize your ego is sort of a made up okay. concept. So in, to a lot of people in the East, that means you get to that through meditation or you get to that through Zen, like using mental sort of tricks to like, and paradoxes to short circuit mm-hmm. your rational yeah. thinking. Whereas in the Christian lens or the, the Jew, I'm not sure about as much about the Jewish lens, but in the, at least in the Christian lens, the idea of like praying is something that rem- like helps connect you with the thing, the higher power, the thing that's bigger than your ego. So it, it puts your ego in its proper perspective as not being all about you, for instance. Okay. Yeah. Or I using know. like music to connect to that, that sense of like universality too. I think that, I mean, I think that makes sense. Like, uh, Maybe a a priest. Maybe that's why some priests seem so much more Christ-like than normal people. Or even like when the fo- at a football game, when everyone's like together and praying. Yeah, it's like the one moment where they're not, you know, like thinking about driving their Escalade home or something. Yeah. But yeah, but and then I don't know. I have a here's a question for you. Never asked somebody this, so I don't know. We'll see how this goes. What gives you chills? Do you remember the last time you like got goosebumps over something or one time you did it? Maybe not the last time, but man, that is such a good question. The last time I got goosebumps, what gave me chills? Like, or what types of things tend to, why don't you tell me what gives you the last time you got chills and I'll try and think of something and listen to you <laughs> at the same time. I get chills. I'll tell you, I get chills. <laughs> this is so dorky. And it's kind of, it's a kind of a revealing <laughs> question to be honest, but um, I get chills often watching like like a 9-11 tribute video like a, an actual like good one uh-huh. like that shows a lot of like and that's more of like a, a chills that's also mixed in with sadness a lot obviously mm-hmm. like seeing footage of the original the ground zero shit there's something it's it's oddly unifying in a total like it generates so much empathy i guess so much it's a shot of empathy to be like oh my god i'm just so many thousands of people I'm watching the deaths of so many thousands of people. Like I'm watching this really terrible event. Mm-hmm. I've gotten, I get positive chills through watching uh, or listening to like certain fish concerts. <laughs> I'm a huge fish <laughs> fan and there's yeah. certain jams where they're just so like ecstatic and on point. And they like, if, especially if you go back through their history, there are certain like shows they did that had like historical significance within like for, for fish. Fan. Like at a certain festival they did in 1997, there's a, there's a certain jam that was like, I don't know, it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful piece of music. And that's the shit that like makes me, I get, and I get chills and I, I don't know why exactly. It just seems to hit some crazy emotional resonance in yeah. me, but it does. And almost always I feel like chills can, 
I get them when I feel very connected to other people as well. Yeah. So that's my, <laughs> that's okay, my answer. Yeah. That, no, that's good. Cause that helped me think. Uh, so I've uh, never been to a fish concert, but uh, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do know the song farmhouse. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> we that bad? Fish we fans hate, hate song? Well, we just hate that that's the song. Yeah, that's does. the only one I know. Yeah. <laughs> Except for, the, oh, no, I know the one where he's like, he talks about how Thomas Jefferson made the flag out of a, a weed or something. Wait, what? Something like that. I don't, like, some, uh, there was uh, one misattributed song, I think, that was that might around, have been like it. Napster that's or something. Hilarious. It was like that's some probably weed it. song, but it wasn't actually. That's uh, probably it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, one, a while ago, I think it was the second time I took mushrooms, me and my buddy, we kept seeing the same stuff, you know, like we'd see the same exact weird image, Mm, like flashing blue or, or like, uh, there was one rock that had all these ants coming out of it. And I remember (laughs) thinking like, that's crazy that we see the same thing. We're on the same drug, but we see the exact same weird thing happening. And also it's like when you're on that stuff, you sort of you're like you have euphoria and then you also sort of feel more connected with uh the world and the people that you're around yeah so that was that was chilling uh and then also just um when i hear things that from people that make me uh stop being maybe i am a little cynical you know (laughs) (laughs) make me stop being like uh uh, there was like i was listening to a podcast it was kareem abdul jabbar and mark maron and Abdul Jabbar was talking about how that guy John Lewis was saying that like if you're not willing to put your life on the line that you're not really for nonviolence. So mm-hmm. saying like he's gonna Fuck. like he's willing to die to, you know, be nonviolent. Yeah, it gives me chills right now. <laughs> yeah. That kind of <laughs> thing. Like yeah. you kinda wanna like the cynical part of me wants to be like, well, yeah, I'm not but like it's it's when you think about it. That's like pretty strong stuff. When something just breaks through the cynicism, yeah. I think we all, a lot of us have a default cynicism and it's only natural when we've either grown up with intellectually dishonest things or we've, we know people are lying to us a lot. Yeah. You know, the world is like advertising to us or trying to manipulate us in a lot of ways. But when something just se- feels so true that it feels fucking timeless like that, yeah, there are things that are timeless, and it's it's tough to uh, to, to like stuff because even some of the stuff that's timeless is built into things that are kind of like hack or I don't know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if it's yeah. too timeless, it becomes hack. Yeah, there's a there's that quote that uh, that Kafka has where it's like, what if the only suffering that you can prevent is like, you know, worrying about the suffering of other people? It's like I don't I didn't word it right, but uh-huh. that kind of thing. That's okay. another thing I think about. Yeah. It's like you really can't prevent anything from happening. You're always going to have your things, but you really, you literally can help everyone that you meet if you want to, and that may evaporate that sort of guilt. Yeah, that you have, but it's just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I was I was hearing on another podcast here the discussion of like that. There is a um, we we do have a finite amount of resources and time and energy, so we do have to make in some ways we have to be like, it feels cold, the decisions we have to make, but we, mm. I can't help every good cause. And so in some way you could always argue like, Oh, I'm not doing enough to do mm. X or Y or Z, but ultimately I, we, 
I don't know. We, we have to figure out as a society. And I think we do a lot of times. That's what we see government trying to do is what we see, you know, at, you know at least yeah. previous uh, regimes. It feels like what it's yeah. trying to do. Yeah. Um, or like, you know, this is how charities are organized. It's to make our, our contribution back more efficient. Um, I, de- I yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, but it bothers me that I can't help everything. Well, like I'm, the way I think about that is, you know, I do feel some guilt because, you know, I'm not really helping out as much as I could, but I'm like, oh, I'm either. laser focused on comedy, you know, like yeah. not to say that I'm like out there, I'm doing it super hard or harder than anybody else. But that's like when you're in it and it's not just comedy is like, I feel like if you're in entertainment, you're sort of like, maybe it's a little selfish, but you're, most people are like, that's their focus. And it's not something where you have like, you know, your day job and then, you have a family and you can like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like do more than you, what someone like in our position could. What I try to do is just be like a good person and help out when I can. But like, it's different when, than like some, like my parents who are worked in NA hunger. And then also in addition to that, we're just like, would do really nice things for people. Like if they saw a homeless person, they'd make like a meal and like take it to them and that kind of thing. Yeah. But like, I can't, I don't, I, maybe I could do that more maybe i could do that once a month or something like that but i don't i don't have the time to be like and i'm not a political comedian even though i like have these political beliefs really so i don't have the time to i've beaten myself up so much over oh, the years no, you know me too, man. Things that i'm just like i sort of i have when you when you can find a way to stop beating yourself up about stuff it's you it, it may make you a little bit less like feeling or maybe a little callous, but it's, I think it's better off for you in the long run. Cause you're really not helping anybody by beating yourself up. No. And I think that fatigue often it's that mental fatigue of beating myself up. That makes me less likely to do anything. Cause I'm like, yeah, that too. I'm just reliving the guilt every time I think of anything. <laughs> but if I can, if I can let go of that, then I can like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just go volunteer today. Sure. And I, Dude, I love every time I've ever volunteered. I've yeah, never yeah. had a bad time, and mm-hmm. yet it's like working out where, well, maybe not even always working out, but it's not, it's similar to working out to a lot of people where it's like you hate it so much. You hate the idea of it. Your body resists that's like doing that, doing something it doesn't want to do yeah. to gratify uh, something like itself, but fuck, it always feels good. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's it's a good it's, – it's, it's, you're never – it never feels bad to help somebody out. I mean, oh. you might be like, I'm I'm down this le- number of time or this amount of money, but you're still like, that was a good thing. Yeah. Um, so we're about the point of the show where uh, it's the optional segment to make up a religion. It can be as silly or serious as you want. Are you down? You game? Yeah, I wish I had listened to the podcast before. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're fine, man. I have, so I, have a- I have a list of bullet points that ha- okay. I'll ask a, a questionnaire or whatever you want to call it. Um, and again, this has to, this has to be very serious. You have to fucking nail it perfectly. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, so in this religion, would you, what kind of God structure would you like? Would you like it to be monotheistic, polytheistic, uh, no God, like in a Buddhist sense or something else? You have another weird concept of God. Hmm. Do you want to idolize something or person? I really like the the Greek thing when I was a kid where there are many gods, you know? Yeah, yeah. You could, like, align yourself with the one that would get you what you needed. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like uh, yeah. like representing certain elements or, like, aspects of humanity. 
I think you might have a better shot if it's like a bunch of different gods because maybe you make the right choice, you know, and <laughs> uh-huh. then like that might work best for mine. All right. So we got, yeah, we want to increase our odds. Um, whatever. <laughs> what kind of overarching message or like main ethos or philosophy would you want this religion to have? Hmm. It would be hard to have an overarching, I guess. Uh, like what's the goal, the point of it? To to get to the to get to heaven, okay. Yeah, the, to get to heaven and to pick the right God. So the point is to pick the right <laughs> God to get to heaven. Yeah, is there one heaven, or does each God have their own heaven? There's like there's better heavens. There's like a tier of heaven, you know. Uh huh. So like if you make the right choices in life, and then you know support the right gods. Yeah, yeah. You'll get to the better heavens. Are there like themed heavens, or are they all? It's just like one's shittier than the other. You know, it would be nice if there was themed heavens because there are certain. There obviously, I don't want anyone not to get to heaven, but there are people that I wouldn't want to see in heaven. Yeah, it'd be cool to go to like Dodger Seven. You know. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, so the people that are really into sports can go to one heaven, and like, <laughs> like uh, I don't know, maybe like a nihilistic alt leaning people can be in one heaven and <laughs> really, they really just organize themselves like a city pretty much yeah <laughs> yeah but even more i mean it, it would be a city of people that you know are like-minded okay so we want to we want to get to the seven okay what kind of rules or sins are there in this religion that what would prevent you from getting to heaven oh what would prevent you from getting all the standard stuff you know like <laughs> you can't touch kids you can't uh, yeah, it's pretty standard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna stop you before you get really. Offensive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are there any things like that help you get into heaven? Like any specific actions or behaviors? Uh, doing good things for people would get would get you uh, there. Or like talent, you know, because it's cool to be around people that are talented. <laughs> so being a talented person, <laughs> it's just like everywhere else in the. I mean, if it's just a bunch world. of good people, it'd be boring. You know, you want to be in heaven with people that can entertain you. So if you're not talented, you have to work your ass off. But if you're talented, eh, just try a little bit. I think that it would. I mean, if if you're annoying, then you wouldn't get into heaven. Probably not in my religion. <laughs> I wouldn't want you there, even if you're really nice. But yeah, just, don't you know those people that you like? You'll see them around, and they'll be nice. Maybe they try and hug you, but you're just like, oh god, not this again. This guy is he's I'm, so annoying. I'm honestly, I'm terrified. I've been that person. No, to, no, to no, so many cool. people. No, you're cool. No, but you, you've met a recent version of me. I'm, I'm just thinking like earlier, younger versions of myself. I think a lot of people will be like, yeah, that was. Because I just because I had more anxiety, and I think a lot of times mm. the annoyingness is that is a neediness that's like mm. bleeding through, and I don't have it as much now as I used to, but. Um, I think that's what I often pick up from somebody that is a super kind and nice person, but there's Mm -hmm. something about them. And often that something about them is I can feel that they're like really invested in every inner moment of every interaction. It makes me uncomfortable. I think it's more, I I mean, like, I think you would know if you're annoying, you know, some people don't though. A lot of people don't. Yeah. But those people are like straight up sociopaths. (laughs) I'm not, I, f- I don't feel bad for them. I feel I feel slightly bad for the people that are nice but just are so annoying and not fun to be around. Those are the people I feel bad and for. And they know they're not fun to be around. And they know it. They do know it. A lot of them do know it. Yeah. But some people, you're right, have no idea that they're annoying, but they are like they're they either are sociopaths or they just uh uh are like shitty people, you right. know. Okay. So, 
but they can't get into heaven either Fuck way. No. I can think of like, oh, I want man. you in my heaven. Yeah. No uh, way. There have been people on comedy shows that I've been on. Oh. They're not going to heaven. In my heaven. <laughs> Maybe they'll go to this heaven if there is one. Is there any uh, holy text for this religion? Yeah, there's holy text, but it's got to have jokes in it. Okay. It's got to be funny. You know, some of it. I mean, like serious, not like hacky funny, but right, like right. Any, anything that doesn't have some humor in it is like, unless... I mean, don't put a humor in the very serious t- subjects, but have you ever read much like Zen, like koans or anything? You know, those that? aren't those are like they're basically like they're kind of like riddles, but they're like stories. They're called cases, but that they are like meant to be to express something that's sort of paradoxical. Or but it, they often come off as kind of funny, like as dark humor. Like there will be like somebody, you know, somebody for instance will be like, "What's the meaning of enlightenment?" and then mm-hmm he like grabbed a sword and sliced a cat. That's the most extreme one. Like there's literally a, a story of a monk just chopping a cat in half. I haven't read any of those, but then it makes me think of like Coen brothers or something like that. Or like, uh, yeah, I remember I was reading, uh, that, that book, uh, Franny and Zoe, the JD Salinger. Mm-hmm. Wrote. Have you read that? No, he, he was into like Eastern, philosophy and he was i think there's a character that reads this book called the pilgrim mm-hmm. and that's sort of like a a big like eastern philosophy book okay. or whatever yeah there's something about like that's that level of irreverence i mean that's what we people use that a lot in comedy but that's what's happening i think with a lot of that stuff it's calling out the bullshit of like too much like holiness or piety mm-hmm. there's some things that's so f- funny about like because there's so much tension built up with anything that's irreverent you know, we have like any kind of institution or any kind of belief that's like we hold up as sacred. Sure. Yeah. That's the problem. I think that the problem with or a huge problem with American society is the pure puritanical things that we're all like, even the people that are liberal, because it doesn't really matter where you are politically. All of us are in like infected by the sort of like puritanical shit where yeah. we're, we're like hung up on sex stuff and interactions where, that aren't you know, really important at the end of the day. Or we're puritanical about other things too. Like a common criticism of the left as somebody who's fairly liberal himself is, uh, is like there needing to be like a litmus test, like a purity test or whatever. Like that was happening a lot last year or it's, there's like a, there's a real desire for polarization and purity and extremism that, Maybe it's a universal thing, but I don't necessarily think it's a universal thing. It seems more yeah. like in our society for sure. Definitely. Uh there's dev I, I would I always think of Puritanism as like the main thing that's like the sex stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a good point. I mean that I do wonder why people the righteousness. Have a, puri- a righteousness, yeah. Yeah. Because it's not you know, you, you have this whole list of things like that uh you have to agree with on and I mean we're we're two white guys, so Yeah. So yeah, we have that, all the answers. Yeah. yeah. All so the who perspectives. Knows? Who knows, really? I mean, I'm always like, maybe it, because when I talk to people that aren't white or like, they they do make me think of things that I've never, that I haven't thought of. So I'm always like, yeah. it's in the back of my head always. Um, okay. So running down the rest of this, this quickly. Um, what do we worship? Do we have a worship service of this religion? Is it weekly, monthly, yearly? No, no, there's not, there's not a worship service. Cause I want it to be like the Greek guys. I mean, I like the worship service, but I think you got to probably like just make sure to build a statue or like, <laughs> you know, 
Maybe you got to sacrifice some some you know animals that we don't like. Burn a goat, man. No, I like goats. All right. <laughs> we got to like shoot some squirrels or something. Burn some squirrels, some prairie dogs. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know I like prairie dogs too. But, uh, but you don't like squirrels. <laughs> no, squirrels can go. Pigeons? Yeah. Pigeons we can sacrifice. In fact, maybe the reli- yeah, part of the religion is like sacrificing pigeons and mosquitoes and uh anything that's overpopulating the east coast yeah yeah um all right cool is there uh that kind of answers a couple questions um is there any um what's so we already talked about heaven whatever uh is there any outreach or evangelism or marketing yeah i mean if you find a god that you like and works for you i think it's your responsibility to let people know about that particular god and be like hey you know what we're we're all going to get drunk and kill some squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> so you should probably come out. So hang out by the statue. Not get into heaven. Check out this cool statue. <laughs> uh, and what do we call this thing? Um, Mount Olympus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Mount Olympus. Um, yeah. Why you can't improve upon it. No, it's a good name. Yeah, and it's then really it's is like a good a, name. It's an homage to another. Mount Olympus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to Mount Olympus. <laughs> uh, well, awesome, man! You did it. You made up your own religion. Uh, thanks for coming on today. Where to, uh, where can where do you want people to find you? What, what do you have? Do you have sure. any shows you want to plug? Yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cooney or Die. That's also my Instagram. I recently had a very successful tweet. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. This is my best tweet I've had so far. Nice. And then I'm on two shows coming up. I'm on uh, if you smoke pot. I'm on a uh, show at the Think Tank Gallery at eight. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of free. When is weed. that? It's, it's not... uh, oh, the uh, sorry, it's uh, the twenty second. <laughs> I was going to say if it's tonight. Is that... <laughs> no, no, it's the twenty second. Oh, people aren't going to hear that one either. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. This well, will be out in like a couple weeks. But... Okay. Well, let's see. What's that? Met, I mean, I'm at Chatterbox I mean, you, at some time in September. You run, uh, you run a show yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. Come to my show. Uh, my show is, <laughs> is next Tuesday at the Karma Lounge at nine. The Iron Curtain Comedy Show. Hell yeah! yeah. Uh, thanks so much for coming, man. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. It's great. Yeah. And that's the show. Thank you so much for listening. ChooseYourOwnReligion.com. More old episodes. More blog stuff. I love you. Jamaste. What's a creative podcast network?